Everybody, this is Cameo Sabatka. And this is Kaylee Weiss. And you're listening to Selling Crazy. Oh, hi, everybody. We're so excited to be here. Um, we have a very special guest with us today. It's very. Danielle Nielsen. She's awesome and amazing. We met her. She's an Arizona agent, but specifically, she is a social media goddess. And she has a social media handle of Agents Get Social, as well as a podcast called Agents Get Social. Welcome, Danielle. I am so excited to be here with you guys. Um, I love your podcast. And now that like I have a podcast, this is like thrilling for me to get to do it with Aww. you guys. We're so happy to have you. I'm sure that in Arizona, the sun is shining. Here in Oregon, it is not shining. But hold on. It was okay. literally 10 minutes ago. It was like beautiful blue skies where I am. And then a cloud came in. It's okay. Danielle's here to bring the sun. She's here to bring the happiness. So Danielle, do you want to tell us a little bit about like your company and your mission and what it is you're trying to accomplish? Sure. So I actually have been a licensed agent for 12 years now. Uh, Selling was never my jam, literally ever, despite literally this being like my legacy um, with my parents having been in the business. I somehow convinced my husband to get licensed um, and made him believe that we would be like some sort of power couple duo selling. And then I was like, I really don't want to sell, but like I'll do all the marketing. I'll do all the other stuff. Yeah. So about five years ago, I started doing social media freelance um, for small businesses and realtors. And that has kind of grown now into solely focused on um, coaching realtors in the social media space because it's just been such a necessity for people to make an impact online and they just don't know how to do it. And it's really a daunting thing that for me is like so thrilling to be able to help people in that way, you know, to see them, you know, take leaps in their confidence and showing up authentically as themselves. So and it's been such an amazing journey to get to work with realtors because it's a space that I'm so familiar with myself that getting to kind of bring that knowledge to another level for them has been just such an a, like an amazing blessing. And you are like really talented at it. And I just have to like stop for a second and just say that like, I've been to three Flourish events now. And for those of you who don't know, we've talked about this a little bit. The Flourish event is a women's empowerment. It's a, a, a an event that happens usually twice a year in Chandler, Arizona, and it's at the forum, but it is, you know, women from all different businesses that come to support each other. And it's kind of real estate based, but there's a tax coach, there's life coaches. And Danielle's spoken, this time was my third time hearing you speak about social media. And you've always been a really dynamic public speaker, but you like were so freaking amazing and so freaking confident and so freaking on point this last time that I was like, get it? You were so amazing. I just wanted to let you know that like to see you grow so much, like you, I, from the beginning, I was like, she's great. But this last time you were like, you gave your dad a run for charisma money up there. Like, <laughs> Don't I was like, tell him that. Watch he'll your back, Chuck. I, I love him. Him. He'll get. He'll be upset. He thinks people only show up to hear him when he speaks. <laughs> <laughs> Way to make me like miss it even more. I wasn't able to go. Boo. Aww, next but. time. Next time. The good thing is, is it is going to be dropping on my podcast next week because I did record it and pull the audio. So you will get perfect. Not the whole experience, but like pretty freaking close. You won't get the jumpsuit, but you're going to get the content. You won't get the pink jumpsuit. No, no, no. While I'm listening to it, I can envision her beautiful pink jumpsuit. She can see the jumpsuit. The jumpsuit's a really crucial part. Yeah. But you got to see her like walking the stage, like powerfully, like telling her message and her little booties popping. Like, I'm just like, sis, you're a goddess up there just raining down knowledge while you're slaying in that like pink, pink jumpsuit. <laughs> Loved it so much. I tell people all the time, I can public speak and like I thrive doing it. But I like cannot do like Zoom trainings like for people like that gives me more anxiety than speaking in a room of that many people. People like that's so weird. I go no because Zooms are like recorded. Like people <laughs> are can go back and watch them. They can pause you and be like, wait a minute, <laughs> what's happening? It's literally the opposite for me. I will teach a Zoom class and be just fine. And like I get up there and I'm like, this was my first 
speaking like for that many people. I'm going to do it again. I'm just going to do it better next time and better and better and better. You killed it. You did so good. Don't say that. You killed it. No, but I just plan on just, it's improvement every time, right? It's just growth every time. So next time I'm going to do it, just, yeah. So I was really excited. She's going to join Toastmasters, by the way. (laughs) No, she's not. Kimmy was like, no, no, not for me. <laughs> no, I will not be doing it's that. Like toasting champagne, yes. <laughs> speaking, <laughs> no. Toasting, speaking, not my vibe. <laughs> I'll do I'm it. I'll speak more for like you. Champagne in a book club, something like that. It's more my speed. Oh, well, we're really excited to have you. And reading. Let's not get into that. <laughs> yeah, I know reading. You don't love it, but that's okay. Ew. Um. Kaylee's better at social media than me. Um, she's like better at showing Do you want to know why pregnant. recently I've been better? Yeah. Because I was in Danielle's Let's Get Real class for two months in a row. I still kind of do it with everybody. But I joined this Let's Get Real group on Facebook and Instagram. And she literally gives you like the best audio that's trending. She gives you ideas. And it was this group of mostly Arizona agents and then me. Um, and we just did reels every day and posted them and tagged each other and gave each other like props and yay or fangirling each other. It was so fun. And it was so out of my comfort zone because I don't love being in front of the camera much. I mean, I will, but it's got to be heavily filtered or like at the right angle. But she really challenged us to get out of our comfort zone and just get in front of the camera because your your people want to see you. That's why they're following you. So that's one of the things she'll probably say. But yeah, she's She's the reason. She's the reason. You're the best. I had such a great time. It was fun. She has raved. She has definitely raved about it. So, I mean, I think that we have like some constant questions that come in from like people that who listen and people within our brokerage just asking us some like social media questions. And do you mind if we just kind of dive into a few like basic ones? Yeah. No, let's do that. Okay. Um, so one of the questions is how can someone really like niche down or really specify and identify like their target audience? Because just kind of like doing generic content or just copying everybody is like not going to show up authentically. I'm not going to do you any good. No, it's not the vibe. We're, we're not about that because it feels inauthentic and it doesn't feel genuine to who we are. And I think I tell agents most often is that everybody tries to fit in like the realtor box and like do what everyone else is doing. And you're not like everyone else. Even if you have the same market and you're in the same like space, it doesn't mean that you're, you know, serving the same exact person. And I always start with the baseline that social media is a long-term game. I think people are looking for a short-term, like quick fix, like get DMs that say, Hey, I want to buy or sell today. And we Mm -hmm. forget that we sell the highest ticket item available for most people. And if we're like struggling to like buy like a pair of jeans without reading like 75 reviews, why would we assume that we're going to literally message someone and say, Hey, can I buy or sell with you after seeing one reel or one post? It's just not legitimate to think that way but yet we've all been conditioned in that manner to believe that if we're not getting like people sliding in our dms that there's something wrong with us and so i say you have to go in with the intention that social media is a long-term game because for most of us or pretty much i say it should be all of us social media should not be our primary form of prospecting because if you're sitting there waiting and posting and praying and hoping someone's going to come in you're going to be disappointed. And that's where I think a lot of people kind of falter. So when I tell people, let's niche down, let's find out who that ideal client is, because you really don't want to be casting a super wide net on social media, because you're not trying to get every single little fish. You really want to work with the people who are attracted to you and how you serve and how you work. And you built that trust with. So to niche down, I always tell people, if you are like scared of niching down, because a lot of agents, especially newer ones, get freaked out about the whole idea when I tell people start niching down Mm -hmm. because they're like, no, but like I need clients. And I'm like, no, I get that. But your social media is a long-term game. So you should be posting for the ideal people that you would love to work with, you know, six months, a year, two years, five years down the road, 
that you've created this really honed in audience. So the first place I always tell people to start is location. And that's what people don't realize is your location is actually a niche. Because most often, unless you're licensed in like multiple states or multiple cities, you're not, you're not actually like, you know, serving all of these different markets. And I say, okay, start in location. And then where do you feel like you could really serve someone deeply? And I tell people your ideal client most often was you before you got licensed. What made you actually decide to get licensed? So a lot of people are like, okay, well, I want to focus on first time home buyers because I either had a really good experience or a really bad experience, or, you know, you're focusing on the luxury market and that's the price point you want to focus in. And it's really honing down where you feel like you're the most knowledgeable or where you're the most passionate about serving. And it's so funny because, you know, people, like I said, they get freaked out because they're like, no, but I want to work with literally anybody. And I'm like, if someone who wants to work with you and they don't fit in your like ideal audience, they're not going to not reach out to you. They're just because you're offering them value, you're a resource. They still see you're in real estate, but the conversation becomes, hey, I know you work with X, Y, and Z, or I know you work in X, Y, and Z, but would you be willing to help me? And that's a really easy conversation to have, but people freak out and they're like, no, but I just want to post all things real estate all the time. And I'm like, I totally get that. But that's where people kind of mess up on the content creation part of it because it's so overwhelming when you feel like you have to be posting on a hundred different things versus, Hey, I work with first time home buyers. Okay. So let's break down the different problems that a first time home buyer has or the objections that they'll have, and then start solving those problems with your content. So if their problem is they don't think that they can afford, you know, the interest rates right now, then they're saying, okay, what are the problems that you're solving? Okay. They can buy down their interest rate. They can, you know, they can wait to buy. They can do these things. And then guess what? That becomes your content because you're answering these questions before they're even asking them. Right. That's awesome. So you identified like two things that were like right off the bat easy, like niche your location. And then think about like what it was maybe that like the reason you got into real estate or the kind of people that you specifically like enjoy serving the most. And then really think about the kind of content that they need in order to solve like their problems. So for agents who you say like social media is a long-term game, how do you tell them to measure their success so they don't become discouraged? Or what are the markers to know that you're doing things the way that you should be doing them? So I've kind of pivoted the way that I think because I'm a big numbers gal. Um, I'm a really high C. So my worth is always measured in numbers. And I'm like, if I don't have, you know, this amount of engagement or this many views, then I must be not doing well. And I really started, started to pivot as social media has changed because I've found that my value is not in the number of views or the amount of engagement I'm getting. And so I tell people who are just starting out on social media, know your numbers and know your baseline, even if you're just starting, but do not use that first. I tell people use a 90 day marker, use three months of trying things, doing, you know, doing different things, trying to post different kinds of content, incorporating video, doing, you know, static posts, doing like carousel posts, doing stories. And just trying a whole bunch of different things and don't base anything that happens in that 90 days as anything that you can really say, okay, I'm succeeding or failing because then that's just your benchmark. You're like, okay, well, in the first 90 days of really targeted action, this is where I'm at. Who is my audience? So you're checking insights. You're looking, okay, is the person that I'm targeting female or male? Okay. So are my insights leaning more female or male? If they're not, Let's tweak that and starting to kind of gauge by that. But I tell people your biggest marker is whether you are showing up or not. And if you are feeling confident enough to show up, that is really the highest marker because what happens in real estate is we get so burnt out over the thought of social media that we just don't want to do any of it. We're just like, yeah. you know what? That was cool for a minute, but we're <laughs> done here. And then you like check out for like weeks at a time. And then people are like, are you alive? 
and you're like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But like, I'm here. Or worse than that, they just totally forget about you. Exactly. And <laughs> it's so, it's so funny because that's literally all of us. And so we get into this mindset that we like are posting to check off a box because we're like, okay, we got a post because this is, you know, 2022 and all realtors are on social media. So if we're not posting, we are failing. And it's just not the vibe anymore because it just becomes a chore rather than something that's fun. That's an extra bonus added to what we do for a living. Cause here's the thing. I tell realtors all the time. And the reason I do what I do is because social media is not your full-time job. You are a realtor first and foremost. And we've almost made it where if you're not doing real, if you're not doing social media, you're literally a failure. Like you're like, what are you doing? Because you look at these people who are like killing it out there and they're getting tons of views and this and that. But we also have to know that social media is so smoke and mirrors sometimes that it looks like people are doing really well and they could be going viral and whatever. But like, really, they are not doing that great. Yeah. And yeah. it's so poor. They're having, here's my other biggest pet peeve is that other people, they've hired someone else to post as them. To, yeah. Yes, they're filming the maybe it's their face, but they've you know dropped like five thousand dollars to have someone professionally like video them, so that they have content that's so beautiful but then unattainable for anyone else who's looking at them. And they're like, "Well, I'm yeah. never going to be successful on social media if that's what I'm competing against." It's so funny because like literally, there's like very specific people that pop into my mind when you say yeah. that. And we all have them. We all have them. They all came into our minds like immediately. And then you think of the ones like me who keep it real and show <laughs> our laundry behind us. And <laughs> I just don't want anyone to think that like it's unattainable to do what I do. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> I love it. I personally love it. Just keeping the bar low. <laughs> I love it. We all have laundry. Seriously. If you don't have, if you, if you're telling me that you don't have laundry, you're a damn liar. You're a liar. <laughs> so. I think that's the biggest thing, though, is like realizing that social media is smoke and mirrors. And the people who are making a crap ton of money are paying people to help them do that, obviously. And like the first thing to do is start. Just jump out there. Start doing it. If you feel yeah. like you're flailing in your first reel, great. You're doing it right. Because probably that's what we did. <laughs> I'm sure I did. My first reel was probably. No, I did but too. You got to start somewhere, right? You do. You just have to like progress over perfection. Just do it. Think less, do more. Um, I mean, I think some of like the best stuff that I see on social media is like when people are just like keeping it real. It's like my favorite. There's like some accounts that I follow and it's like not perfection. It's like people like showing up, like being like, this is what's going on with my kids. This is what's going on with my job. And I'm just like, I feel I connect with them on an emotional level. And I think for me, that's really hard in real estate because I need to share like value and I need to be a professional. So it's like you want to be real, but you also need to keep like a level of like where you're not. I don't know. I guess that's a hard thing for me. Like that one account that we follow that is so not attainable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I stopped following we them because it. it was the same thing over and over again have less jobs in your life has less things in your life like you have a, literally a couch and a tree in your living room that's not gonna fly in my house <laughs> I, I wish it was just a couch and a tree but it's like 900 toys and things like that yeah it's, yeah for real i tell people all the time though when you said like about like offering value i tell people all the time value doesn't always come in the form of you know educating someone buyer or seller because okay. people are always thinking okay well i need to like educate them and i need to like be talking about the market i need to be talking about like how do they buy and sell but sometimes the value comes from entertaining them because you never know who like needs that kind of value in their life or yeah. you know the empowering stuff where you're like i needed to hear that like as a mom like mm -hmm. i needed and because we're so conditioned as realtors because we use it for business that value has to come in the form of like numbers and stats and facts and you know all of this but sometimes the value comes in those accounts that we follow that are real and honest and make us feel less alone because i mean yeah. i tell people all the time the best part of social media and the reason that you should be posting is to make your potential clients 
feel seen, heard, and understood. And if you're doing that in some capacity, whether it be with real estate related knowledge, where they're like, yes, I feel like she could be the one to help me by herself or be the one to like have a glass of wine with me on a Friday night. Like I would want to hire her because I feel like we are friends and we connect and all of that jazz. Yeah. I like that. I do too. That's big for people to understand. Like I think a lot in our reels group that we were in, a lot of people were like, well, I don't know where to start. I don't have all the answers. I don't have, you know, X, Y, and Z for this, you know, template of answering all these questions. Like maybe that's not your gig. Maybe you need to get on there and look like an idiot and make people laugh. So maybe that's where someone listening now needs to just start. Go do something silly. Go do one of the lip sync ones that is totally ridiculous. And I tell people when they post for the first time, I said, you post and you don't think anyone's going to watch it. You walk away from it because the problem is so often like, and I know I do it literally all the time. And that's when I decide usually not to post is when I'm rewatching them. And I'm like, this is so dumb. And then it's the <laughs> ones that I like picked up my camera and like filmed it really quick. And I'm like, and then it goes like, like it gets like thousands more views. And I'm like, <laughs> I know you're like, what? Make it make sense that I tried really hard and I thought it was garbage and then just posted something else. And then it did really well. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense yeah. to me. I don't understand either. So the algorithm is a fickle little bitch, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know it's a woman. I mean, that was good. come on. <laughs> She's a little brat. So like, what yes. would you say to an agent who's listening or some other type of entrepreneur who's like, I just don't even know where to start with social media, like reels. What if they're afraid to get in front of the camera? So I think that the first thing you have to think about is there are so few people that feel comfortable in front of a camera. <laughs> like I still don't feel comfortable in front of a camera. And I don't believe there's ever going to be a day that I'm like, I feel so good about this. Like <laughs> I'm like, this is going to be the greatest day of my life. I still feel like I have to film with full makeup on and do the same because I just don't feel comfortable myself. And it's funny, I've been filming reels for two years. And in my head, I still have those, you know, imposter syndrome of the like, I have to show up in a certain way for people to take me seriously, or for me to like show up authentically is that I have to be like, all made up to make someone feel like I can connect with them. And I tell people all the time, just literally start doing it. And you don't even have to post them. Start just filming them. And then you'll see that eventually it gets easier. Does it ever become like second nature? No, unless it's like you become like you're like a television anchor or something where it's like really normal mm. for you to be on camera. It's not natural for us to be on camera. It's not a normal yeah. thing. Even in the last two years, it's obviously become more the norm for people to be on camera because, you know, we had to be, but it's never going to be comfortable. And I tell people, start just doing it. And even if you're not posting it, just doing it. And it makes it so much easier. It's not, like I said, never going to be easy, but easier when you're just doing it and you're not thinking about who's going to see it. Because that's yeah. the hardest thing is for so long. Um, Cause I've been on Instagram for like 900 years. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on Instagram literally for 900 years and I, um, I used to have a fashion blog and I like had these like really like before it was cool to like take photos like on the side of the road. Like I was taking photos on the side of the road, like watching cars, like look at me like I was on drugs and it was fine. And like we did it. And my poor brother, that's like literally what he did with like his entire time was like have to go. And like, we'd be like on our lunch break at the, at, like before the forum was the forum, but we were like, I was like, all right, it's time. We're going to take photos. Love and he was it. like, this is <laughs> terrible. And so we would go like on the side of the road or we'd go like behind office buildings in like weird places. And I had my Instagram in private for so long because I didn't want the people in my real life to know that's what I was doing. And it's so funny because I was actually making money from my blog that people didn't know I had. And, yeah. And it was like, I once I realized, I was like, their opinions are not paying my bills. And but yes. in my head, it's so Say it again. true. Say it one more time. Don't pay bills. If so, yes. and here's the thing. It's so funny because if someone and I have people being transparent, I have people who follow me on Instagram 
in my real life who don't take me seriously for what I do for a living. And I've been doing this yeah, for five years. I think years, we all do. Think, <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny. And it's like, those people are the ones that you think about when you're pressing post. Cause you're like, mm-hmm. but here's the thing. Most likely they're not using you. The people, the people who actually like value what you do are usually the people that don't know you or like, you know, are like, acquaintances or like friends of friends of whatever and they're just like she's out there doing her thing like why do we have to make it a thing where we're judging other people for like how they're showing up online like it's 2022 like everybody like this is a real thing that yeah when i was doing it in 2012 and nobody was doing it and i was like someone saw i went viral on pinterest one time and then all these people saw it and i was like oh my god i was like my life's over because someone oh. saw me go viral on, on Pinterest. And I had all these people sending me the picture. I'm like, you just shut up my Pinterest, blah, blah, blah. And I like, I was so embarrassed. But like, I now I am so unapologetically me about the way that I show up. Even I had a content shoot this morning. And the girls were talking about like, they're like, I don't know how to pose like you do. And I'm like, I did not pose like this naturally. I said, go ask my brother. He said that taking photos of me was the worst thing in the world because he's like, you are so awkward in front of the camera. <laughs> and people are like now looking at me and they're like, I wish I could do what you do. And I'm like, what I do is nothing crazy. It's just showing up because here's the thing, period, end of story. I show up on the days that I don't want to show up because there's people who need to hear me. And or I'm that. I'm doing them a disservice by not showing up. And even if I'm like no makeup, hair, whatever, someone needed to hear what I have to say. And that's why it's so different now for me. And I've been like, I don't give anything about what people have to say. So firstly, like that is so beautiful because sometimes we like underestimate like the kind of impact and like the kind of knowledge that we have. Like I'll be like, oh, nobody, people already know that. You know, I'll think about posting something like, oh, everyone already knows that. People don't know that. And sometimes even if they've heard it, it's the way I say it is going to translate to that person and they need to hear it from me. The time in their life. Right. And if I'm doing, I mean, if I'm doing it authentically and I'm doing it for the right reasons, then hopefully the right person will hear it. And I just want to say something else too. Like, (laughs) shame on anybody who's like throwing hate on anyone for what they're doing. Like this is 2022 and we all, we women like are here to support each other and show up for each other. So like, I'm not about that anymore. And I I love what you're doing. And I, you could literally be selling pictures of your feet online. See, we're like the same person. We're dressed alike. My kids, there was a picture that you guys posted at Flourish with you and Cameo and Roxy. And I looked at it and my kids go, is that you? I'm like, thank you. No, it's not. But thank you. I will take that compliment and run with it. We're like the same person. In case somebody didn't get the memo, women are now supporting women. (laughs) Yeah. And we're not doing any of that shady shit Mm -hmm. anymore. Shame on you for even thinking it's dumb for anyone to do anything. Do do you boo like be yourself do what you need to do do what makes you happy because you know what people are doing when they're selling pictures of their feet not worrying about what i think (laughs) you know what they're taking that money going to the bank and doing whatever they want who gives a crap what you're gonna do your opinions don't pay their bills my opinion doesn't pay their bills the people buying their feet pictures do so go for it I might do it. Their opinions matter a lot. Those are. <laughs> Those opinions are the ones that matter. This is now done what Selling Crazy does, like, on brand. It's gone off the rails. <laughs> There's now an OnlyFans Selling Crazy page with my feet. <laughs> Not mine, but Kaylee's. So <laughs> It'll just be Cameo's pictures of her juicing and my feet. Oh, Yeah. I'm all beautiful aesthetic of colors. <laughs> my feet. That'd be great. I love you. Someone so, will buy so those good. pictures. Someone. Somebody will. I know they will. Absolutely. Be my husband. <laughs> so, let's see. <laughs> Brian. I don't think okay, he's a book so guy. Uh, we should ask him. <laughs> let me just get That is so funny. <laughs> he is home right now. I could ask so, him. Hey, babe. You in defeat? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to pop his head in and just like, he waits. He just waits for us to like, be like, Ryan, he loves it. (laughs) He does. You'll see him in the back of my reels with like a tortilla in his mouth. It's great. 
I do have a question. I have trouble like in my posts personally, like posting, but then like, I feel like every one of my like call to actions are like, just kind of like ignored. And so I feel like, am I doing it wrong? Is it more of a consistency game? Like, how do you suggest that we address like, because I feel like you have to assume that nobody knows what you're trying to say. And you have to be like, really, really specific. Like, I want this. I need this. If you want this from me, this is what you have to do. This is like, if I want you to come to an open house, like I need to tell you to come to the open house. Like, so do you have suggestions for that? Because I want to be clear in my message, my call to action. So I tell period people, period, end of story. People don't know what you want from them unless yeah. you're telling them. And it seems almost obnoxious because you're like how clear do I have to be yeah to get someone to understand what the heck I want them to do and I tell people almost always when I am doing a post um I will almost always tell people what they need to do in that first line so if I want someone to save the post I want someone to like share the post I want someone to comment on the post tag someone in the post I want to tell them right out front because if I tell someone, hey, save this post, our brains are like, all right, we're going to save it because like even before we read it, we're like, all right, it's going to be valuable because our brains have now been trained to think that. So I always start with that, especially, um, and then if you're in your reels, I always will, or I'll try to, I haven't been doing it recently, but like do as I say, not as I do, because I don't always do what I say I should do. But like on, you know, posts, I'll be like, follow me for more of whatever kind of content or like check out this link in my bio to, you know, check out this listing or whatever. And I always try and have that as text on the screen because I think about all the times that people are not like listening or watching or whatever with the sound off. Because if you think about it, most of our ideal clients have full-time jobs or they're like trying to be quiet during nap time and they can't listen. So I always put my call to actions in text on screen so that someone can say, okay, I'm going to go and do that since I can't listen or since I can't engage the way that I want to right now. And it just gives people that like direct messaging And I tell people, go into every post with a specific goal. So some of my posts, my goal is to get followers for that post. So it might be a more generic post about like social media for real estate. And I say, hey, follow me for more of this kind of content. If this is like intriguing to you. Or if I want more people to see a post, like it's more motivational. Like it'll be something like tag tag someone you think needs to hear this post. Or tag someone who you think this would be valuable for. Like let's say... um, like it's something for like sharing like holiday events, which people are like, especially coming up, you know, in this season, people are like, oh, like I want to know like things to take my kids to like during, you know, yeah, Christmas yeah. or whatever. And then I say something like, hey, tag a friend who like wants to see this or like save this post for when you're looking for something to do this weekend or like something like mm-hmm. that. So make it super post specific. So try different things to see if certain things land and certain things don't. Because even like if I do a post and I say save this post, even if I get like 10 likes, I will get like 30 saves. And I'm like, I don't understand that. But then if you think about it, it's the more directed action that I'm not telling Mm -hmm. someone, hey, like this post, because it's just not something I'm telling people to do. Because why would I tell someone to like a post when like, that's not really the best engagement for this post. Mm. So I always tell people before you do a post, know what your call to action is going to be depending on that specific post. So like most of like our listing and things like that are going to be more like link driven, like, Hey, like go somewhere else to connect and get more info versus like, if we're offering like value as far as like, you know, this is like info about like whatever loans or, you know, down payments or whatever, you're going to be more likely to want someone to save that post or to refer back to it versus going to yeah. a link because that's, you just want them to have that knowledge to go back to. Right. Right. Okay. That's awesome. That's really good information. I love that 
tidbit about making sure you have the text on your screen. And that was one thing that you told us the very first like week of our Reels group. And that's so important because a lot of people are watching Reels at work without the sound on. And my dad is one of them who likes to send me Reels and he doesn't actually listen to them. And I listen to them and I'm like, Craig, did you know that dropped the F-bomb like five times? And he's like, what? I didn't. I didn't have the sound on. And my mom's like, oh, my gosh. Debbie's appalled. So definitely make sure. (laughs) Debbie's one of our favorite topics. Um, (laughs) But he'll send me something. And I'm like, that's super funny. But, Dad, you're, like, not listening to what it says, are you? And he's like, no, I didn't hear it. He's like, it looks funny. Right. He's like, it was just a turkey coming out of whatever. It's like, oh, my gosh, Dad. I mean, he sends me them all the time. He's retired and has nothing better to do. So. I think that's super important. Like, make sure you have the text on there. Um, I need to do that more often. <laughs> I am no, guilty of same, that. Same. And same. call to action is huge. Like, definitely make it post specific. I've never told people to save my posts. So maybe I should do that. <laughs> yeah. People actually prefer to save posts because in our brains, we think, okay, we're going to go back when we're not busy to re yeah. to re-see, whatever. And I'm literally, there's never, I'm going back and looking at my posts. I mean, maybe if I was more like calculated about like organizing them better in my Instagram, <laughs> maybe I would. But I'm to think I'll of what posts post. I have saved. I don't know. No, you just save things. You're like, oh, I'm going to refer back to that. Like I save like all these crafts and stuff. I'm like, I'm never I save crafts. constantly. Constantly. You, I'll save like recipes. Where will you find these save posts? Do you go in... <laughs> That's you the dumbest save, question. And then it's like, it says there's like for later, there's business, but usually it just puts it somewhere for oh, me. Oh, so. I found it. I'm on Instagram. I, I hardly ever go tablet. back and look at them. So no, I don't know exactly where they are. Like, I have a lot. Save TikToks. I go back and look at save TikToks all the time. But now TikTok go. tells people that when you save them, which I don't like, I don't want people. <laughs> Sometimes I go back and look at them to send to someone else, like a later to laugh. <laughs> I'm like, and now oh, it tells no. you, oh, so and so added it to their favorites, and I'm like, no, not their, no, not my favorite. It's not my favorite. That is so funny. That's like me and Cameo sending each other reels daily. I wake up to at least six reels that she sent me. That's hilarious. I know. I'm like, this is so funny. So, like, well, because I go to bed really early. Yes, and I do not because I love sleeping, and I'm an old person, and um. I go to bed very early and I wake up early. And so like I have probably like 15 messages for between like Kaylee and Bethany who are night owls. And I'm just like, this is an amazing way to wake up. Like, thank you so okay. much. This is you are, wonderful. you're welcome. You are so welcome. <laughs> Cause I don't go to bed early and I don't wake up early. It's just not my jam. <laughs> nope. Sure isn't. Well, Kaylee, I know you had a couple questions. Do you have another one? Um, I already asked them. <laughs> Okay, I have another one. I just didn't okay. want to hog the. I I could no. literally. She's. I'm so excited to have her here. Like, I know. I could, I could talk to her about ask you everything. Questions forever. I know. I'm like, <laughs> so, like, if you do a reel and you get like a ton of views, but you don't get that many likes and you don't get that many comments, like, does that mean it a reel failed? Like, what is the gauge of like whether a reel is like actually successful? What are we? What are you looking for? So as far as the success of a reel, which kind of seems, this is going to seem counterproductive in the sense of what I'm saying, but it'll make, I'll bring it all back and it'll make sense. Okay. So I don't ever tell anyone the goal is to get, to go viral or to get a ton of views. And the reason that is, is because so often when you see a reel that does really, really well and you get a ton of views or a ton of likes or whatever, they're not the people that you're looking to target on social Mm. media and they're not going to follow you. They're not going to engage with your content. There's nothing that you got to follow real. Like that's cool. Like great. Like I guess like make a plaque out. I don't know because (laughs) for us as a business, like to run a business, there's no merit to it really. And the thing is, is that everyone's like your success is like measured in views or like, you're like, my goal is to go viral. I've never gone viral once, but I have reels that have gotten me clients. Mm -hmm. And so, and I think it's so funny because not only is it hard to measure a success of a reel, because so often people who are watching our reels aren't always engaging with them. Because if you notice on Instagram, 
we're really stingy with our likes and comments. We're not engaged. We're kind of just like, oh, that was funny. And then we scroll on. Or that was cool. And like, we scroll on. And it's just an intuitive thing because our brains are moving so quickly now. And the way that we are, you know, scrolling mindlessly on social media to pass time versus to actively engage. And so we never know when someone was like, oh, that was really good. Because we just don't know because they're not telling us anymore. Yeah. And so I tell people all the time, um, your goal should just be, am I being consistent and am I showing up with value? And I tell people value can be educational, it can be empowering, or it can be entertaining. And if I'm showing up and I'm doing those things consistently and I'm growing Not We don't have to be like gaining all these followers because as we know, as we gain followers, we lose followers just in the same vein because we're just getting super clear about who we're showing up for. Right. And it's really hard to gauge, okay, is this real successful? Because then also in the vein of long-term versus short-term, one real, if I was buying, I tell people, use this example and I say, hey, if you were buying a vacation home in Florida, let's say, and you saw one realtor make one reel about real estate in Florida, would you go message her and say, yes, I want to use you to buy or sell? No. And so it's really hard because even though now that realtor's on our radar and maybe we follow her, maybe we don't, maybe we just like the post, it doesn't mean that down the road she wouldn't be the realtor we would use. But it's not the gauge because we're just not sliding into people's DMs and being like, I've never seen you before, <laughs> but I would like to use you to buy or sell. But we think right. that yeah. as realtors, even though we work in an industry where even if we have a hot lead, we're probably still following up with them seven, eight, nine times before we even get them in our car. Not in our car anymore. Yeah. We're not doing yeah. that. Yeah. But like, <laughs> the whole thing is like, we're not doing that. But yeah. The thing is, is we gauge on social media that we should be getting people like this because of that. And it's just not logical. And so it doesn't mean that the reels aren't like working by chance. It just means there's no specific measurable number that says, hey, because if I have a reel that maybe only got 100 views, but it was super targeted to my ideal client. And all, you know, and like half of those people saw it were like, I want to put her on my radar to eventually, you know, connect with versus a 25,000, you know, view reel that never, never goes anywhere. And so it's always really hard. I tell people because we're so number centric as far as our success on social media, um, it's just really hard to say, okay, what was successful and what wasn't? Well, did it connect with someone? And even I did a mass, the mastermind content shoot I did this morning we talked so much about how we use social media as a gauge for new business when really it should be a gauge for repeat business and staying top of mind with past clients and our sphere of influence. Oh, I really like that. That really speaks to me. Yeah. Because you don't think about it that way because it's not the way that we are conditioned because we're thinking, okay, we're chasing new business, but really our social media should be to keep connecting with those people. I had one of my agents this morning she was like, and she's been, re- she's really consistent on social media for the most part. And she was like, I posted a reel. And obviously she's like, this girl messaged me that I knew from high school. And she was like, I'm thinking of moving to Arizona. And I have now sold a house to her, her cousin, her aunt, and her sister. She goes through one reel and it wasn't new business. It was the fact that she was someone I already knew, but stayed top of mind because she followed me on social media. Yeah, I love that. So I, I, I really have n- I literally never heard that before. And it's never even like crossed my mind because it's constantly like thinking of social media. I've been constantly thinking of it as like a lead generation, like building new business, like really grasping like the masses and like trying to bring them in. But like, honestly, it's such a refreshing and just like very logical. I feel like smacked in the face because it's like I should have thought of that before. But makes so much sense that like uh, more than ever to show up authentically because you want to stay top of mind and keep past clients. You want to keep working for them so that you can work for their sister and you can work for their mom and their brother and service, you know, the whole family. But like, so I think 
that is just another way to shift your perspective about bringing value on social media is that you shouldn't be killing yourself for like the views and the reels and getting new clients. I mean, I think that will come over time, but just that you're there to show up for your already engaged, like the people that you've already served. Mm -hmm. It's so funny because nobody thinks of it that way. Because if you look at like all of the different like social media, like seminars and courses, it's like, get the leads, get business, whatever, which obviously will I ever, would I ever say no to like getting like new business? Obviously not. But in the last being transparent, um, in probably the summer, I went through a period of like three or four months, right? Actually, before I did that, the reels challenge, where I was feeling so burnt out from social media, because I just felt like I was showing up to check a box because I had to because this is my job. And I was miserable. And I was like, I don't want to show up because I'm showing up inauthentically. I'm not happy being on social media. I'm showing up because if I don't show up, then it's embarrassing to tell people yeah. like, Hey, you should be on social media, but like, I don't want to be here myself. Yeah. And it's so funny because I had had a coach for most of the year and I was paying her a lot of money to not yeah. actually help me because she was also going through it. Not her fault, but she was bringing me down with her. Yes. And that was really yes. hard because I was like, how do I show up if you're like bringing me down with you? Yeah. And so I started connecting with another girl who's a business coach. And she was like, um, she goes, you're showing up to check off a box because everyone's like, you need a bash and you need to, you know, have a content plan and you need to be showing up five days a week and you need to be posting at these times and this. And she goes, you're not enjoying what you're doing. And she goes, and therefore that's translating to the way that you're showing up online because people aren't being attracted to your energy and the vibes you're putting out because you're not like putting out like you're not inspiring people. You're not motivating people because you're not feeling that yourself. Yeah. And so she was like, start posting when you feel inspired to post. And when something, because one of the things that I started doing and I tell my clients now, you have to be obsessed with what you post, like put out. And so often we censor ourselves. Like we want to post something and then we're like, we got to rein it in. We got to lower it because we don't want to be off putting for people. We don't want to be too much for people. And she was like, why do you want to work with people who think you're too much? Why do you want to work with people who don't want your authenticity and who you like truly are? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And she was like, stop doing it. She goes, yeah. you need to show up as you because you want people to want to work with the you that you are versus this like toned down, like watered down version that you have to filter your posts three and four times to get to like what's appropriate to, to post. She goes, you yeah. like pink and disco balls show up for the people that like pink and disco balls. And she goes, and if, they, if, if people don't like it, she goes, they, you don't want to work with them. She goes, work with people exactly. who want to work with you. And it's so funny because on social media, we like I said, we, have to, we think we have to cast a wide net, but we really don't. We have to cast the net and get the fish that want to be caught, essentially. essentially. I mean, that's not yeah. what fishing acts, but like. I loved your analogy of fishing in your podcast. <laughs> I literally. It, like, you're like, I, I think you like, you'd get a harpoon and you, you get the fish that are there. You know, like how everyone else like harpoons fish, it. like in it. Hawaii or wherever. Like I was I just mean, like imagining like. Yeah. It's exactly what happened. <laughs> naturally. Uh, naturally. No, we all harpoon fish. But you know, just giving <laughs> fishing analogies so now like three times over. <laughs> if anyone that's listening to this has not seen your pink disco ball photo shoot. Holy Amazing. crap, go look at it. I love it. Literally, love they're everywhere. It. I love I it. I literally have them all over my house. All I can think when I see your pictures <laughs> is that I just like, am like, why am I not in Arizona right then frolicking with you? Like, why am I not frolicking with you? I would love that, honestly. No, Cameo, hold your horses, chick. You just knock it off. <laughs> 
She doesn't get you. <laughs> Next yet. time I come Please. to Arizona, stop it. <laughs> Next time I come to Arizona, doing it. we are doing a photo shoot together. Like, I'll be there. I no, want to frolic with when you. When you guys are there, we're gonna do like a big blowout and photo shoot for you guys to have for your podcast, and it's gonna freaking be amazing. It. I would love like, it. Like it is honestly one of the things I like added to like what I like tell people when I coach them. Like I'm like we're going to get to the heart of like who you are and your brand. And we're doing the overtop photo shoot. We yes. do not need to be taking pictures with our cell phones, our laptops, all the, the stupid nonsense. Like, it's fine. We can do that. Yeah. But like, be who you are and show up big for people if that's who you are. And that's what I want. I want the people who like. I love it. Show up big. I love it. Show up big. I love that. And if anyone doesn't know, Danielle is a huge proponent of being on brand, figuring out your brand, oh, sticking yeah. to it. If you don't know, she loves pink. Oh, she likes yes. being loud and bright. Go follow her. Um, she's at Agents Get Social on social media. Very hard to miss. If you found a, pink, a page with a bunch oh, of pink like and sparkly a things, gorgeous you, you got it. Like with <laughs> just pink and just sparkles mm-hmm. everywhere. So do you want to tell people where they can find your podcast, Danielle? Oh, stop. Go My on. My beautiful brunettes. I'm literally like the... I'm yes. the vanilla filling in the middle of this Oreo <laughs> cookie. <laughs> I will take that any day. I'll, yeah. I'm double stuffed, baby. <laughs> so my podcast basically just breaks down social media for realtors. Um, I feel like it's still like such a unsaturated market as far as talking specifically about social media for realtors. And I think, you know, the perspective of having been in real estate for so long offers me, you know, the perspective of saying, hey, you know, this is real life, real things. And we're, I'm not afraid to like tell it how it is and like kind of like bash those myths that people kind of have about how you're supposed to show up on like in real Mm -hmm. estate on social media. I love that. I love that. Well, where can they go to listen to you? Um, My podcast is Agents Get Social. It's literally wherever you can find podcasts. I think, I think I did that right. So like Apple, Spotify, all the jazz. And then I am on um, Instagram at agents get social and on TikTok at living with Danielle. So I love me some TikTok friends. Oh, I love it. I think we're friends on TikTok. Are we friends? We are. I think we're friends on TikTok. I think so because I think because I, I saw your your one of you driving through the <laughs> the red light camera. That's like the so best amazing. one. That it's is so good. And you know I got so that listing. You know I sold that house, so I had to I had to drive there and compete with a couple of other agents. And I was like, just so you know, I sped to get here. I need this listing. <laughs> That's how much I want. Oh, that is so funny. Well, again, Danielle, I know that you're like a like you have a a wonderful business and you're a mom to two beautiful girls. I know that you're so, so busy. So thank you for taking time to like share your knowledge with us. You were an amazing guest. We can't wait to have you back. Um, You're just the best girl. I can't wait to see you in person. I missed out. So I know. So I like, I'm just sad that you guys are so far away. Honestly, it just makes me so sad because I love I know. know. Come visit us anytime. We'll come visit soon. We'll come visit soon. You're always welcome in Oregon. Um, Kaylee, do you want to tell uh, people how they can find us if they want to send in any questions? Yes, we are on Instagram at selling underscore crazy. On Facebook, we are at selling crazy podcast. You can send us an email, sellingcrazypodcast at gmail.com. Yes, that is it. Great job, lady. And again, we know that everybody is super busy. And so we just really appreciate you guys spending time and supporting the podcast and listening to us. And um, we love you. And remember that you are always enough.